Okay. Hi, this is the, uh... Now, let me start over. (laughs) 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 Hi, this is Tyler Murphy, and you're listening to the Montana Gallery Podcast. I'm sitting here today in my gallery with my very, very good friend, Molly Fedgie. Molly's got a cold today. But she's here, she's drinking an espresso from Evan. What kind of espresso is that, Molly? Um, it's East Timor. Where's that from? <laughs> I don't know. Somewhere like near Papua New Guinea. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you're drinking seltzer water? Yes. Mm-hmm. Sparkling. So I can cleanse my palate. Molly is here today to just be a human in the room as I read something that I'm excited to share with you guys. And, and so here is something I wrote just the other day while I was sitting in an airport. Uh, I'm calling this More Than the Weather. <clears throat> Ooh, kind of nervous a little bit. Hold on. <clears throat> okay. More Than the Weather. I'm sitting in an airport terminal in Charleston, South Carolina. It's 5.56 Wednesday morning, the 5th of October. Hurricane Matthew is looming off the coast and is already wreaking havoc in the lives of so many people in Haiti, the Dominican Republic, St. Vincent, and the Grenadines, and will sadly, certainly bring more destruction and heartache to many more people in the days and weeks to come. My friends and fellow artists, Daniel Keyes, Josh Clare, TJ Cunningham, and I were advised to reschedule our flights a day earlier than we had planned. Last night, Charleston's residents experienced long lines at the gas pump and grocery stores with evac orders set to come later today. Worried that traffic might present a challenge this morning, I caught an early ride to the airport with TJ and the wonderful Marianne Innes. I have five hours before my flight. Ten minutes ago, Mr. Cunningham, the incredible artist from Vermont and standby flyer of the year, vanished into a corridor on his quest to get home to his wife and son. He was the last person to board a flight to Chicago. The fact that I'm suddenly alone in an airport at this time of day with little to do sinks in. I think to myself, well, thanks to that midnight run to IHOP with Daniel and Josh, you're running on two hours of sleep. I don't think you could nap well here, and there's five hours before your flight. Perhaps writing will be a profitable use of your time. And so, in the midst of a looming hurricane, here's my attempt to talk about something more than the weather. Right now, I'm enjoying creating and sharing content through a podcast medium. However, I've found that interviewing a person well is an art in and of itself, and telling a good story is no easy task. I've came away from interviews thinking, dang, too bad we didn't get to the good stuff. My first attempts have been filled with many awkward lulls in the conversation. Lots of ums, uhs, and poor questions that lead to boring answers. And when I think about it, sadly, my day-to-day life and interactions with people are mostly filled with shallow conversations. Or oftentimes, it's just easier to not engage, to just put in the headphones and ignore those creatures around me that inhabit the same time and space here on Earth. It's hard to suddenly decide to talk about meaningful things. As I look around the airport at the mass of humanity, I wish life wasn't this way. 
I wish we'd put aside the fake things we've bought into. The lies that tell us, buy this, listen to this, read this, post this, comment here, this will make you happy. I wish instead we would just sit next to someone and force out an awkward and abrupt, where are you from? Then perhaps the person will turn to you, half shocked but obliged to answer, and will say, I'm from Connecticut. And if you keep pulling enough threads, you might find that the 20 minutes you each had before your flight were filled with meaningful engagement. Here are my thoughts on entertaining yourself when you've exhausted everything other than a real human being. First, know that everyone is walking around with a handful of good stories. People are the way they are because something happened. And if you're patient enough and show enough interest, they'll tell you. Some people tell you without you even asking, and perhaps too many experiences like that have trained us to not ask for people's stories at all. But the next time your iPod dies, ask the person next to you to tell you the story of their first kiss, or to tell you the story of the first time they met their idol. Get them to talk about a disaster in their life, or even some minor inconvenience, like cutting an important trip a day short because of the unexpected, or the story of a painting that arrived damaged at a client's house. Here's one. Ask them to tell you about their kids, and you might get a bright-eyed German lady that smiles, holds up her fingers, and says, I had three sons and my husband. That's four males, always in my house. But then, on Monday, each boy goes to school and brings back another boy. So now, seven to one. On Tuesday, they each bring two. You do the math. This was my life. And if you ever meet Josh Clare, ask to hear the story involving a soccer ball and what it did to his life in a single day in sunny Paradise, Utah. Yep, you'll get a good answer, because you'll be diving into something deep, and with enough practice, you can forever leave behind the shallow end of the pool. The key is to notice the obvious, like the outfit someone decides to wear. You can comment on their colorful leggings, and they'll tell you why they love wearing them. You just have to let your curiosity man the helm. You see, there's a story behind a woman in a wheelchair, and another about the ring on her finger and another about the man that loves her and helps her and joins her on adventures around the world. There's a story behind the fact that someone is an artist or a musician or a math teacher. It's not so much what they do, but why they do it. And the why can always be traced back to pivotal moments in their lives, moments when someone or something changed the path they were on. And they know how to tell that story. It just sometimes takes the right questions to draw it out of them. But as you do, you'll find that there are always little bits of wisdom in the stories that unfold. And wisdom will always hold your interest. Whether in a cave, teepee, hut, lodge, or around a fire, under the night skies, constellations, stories have always been of great importance to us humans. Make sure that you're joining in this ancient ritual. Be the first. The first to smile. The first to make eye contact. And say, good morning. How are you today? Be the first to make amends. The first to notice the peculiar, peculiar. (laughs) the first to reach out a helping hand. Pull on whatever threads you can from those around you, especially from those you love. Listen to the stories they weave and share with them what wisdom you have. Because one day, an inevitable storm is coming. One that will usher each of us from this life into the next. And in that moment, we'll need to recall the beauty we experienced here so that we can, with a glad and honest heart, say, I'm ready for the next adventure. One more thing. 
On the flight, I boarded from Charleston to my layover in LaGuardia. The plane experienced some turbulence. I couldn't help but think, as I'm sure most people do, what if this plane were to crash? My next thought was, well, I hope it doesn't, because life is really fun right now. I then wrote in my journal the prayer I'd send up if that were to happen. I wrote, Lord, if you'll spare me, I'll dedicate my life to becoming better at drawing out and listening to the stories of others. And I'll pass along my stories that may be of use to those around me that share with me this same short moment of life. And that's what I hope this podcast can be. So I'd like to challenge anyone listening to write down one of your stories, share it with your friends and family, and if you'd like, you can share it with me. I'd love to read it. You can email me, or if you're so bold, you can even record yourself reading it, and you can send that to me. And if it seems particularly useful to the community that's listening to this now, I'll share it. My contact is tyler.murphy at montanagallery.net. Thanks for listening. That was really good. I really like that a lot. Oh, thanks, Molly. I like that a lot, actually. Well, thanks for listening to that. Uh, what you just heard was recorded with a Yeti microphone plugged into my Mac. I ended that recording right there. But if you're still interested in listening to this audio experience, I actually unwittingly recorded the ensuing conversation between Molly and I. And I'm really glad I did because Molly tells a couple amazing stories. About halfway through talking with her, I realized, oh yes, my phone is still recording. Here's the thing though. It did pick up me saying a few bad words. And I want this to be a family-friendly show, so just be aware that from here on out, it's probably rated something around like PG-13. But I hope uh, you'll listen to it because I think you'll be glad if you do. Here's Molly and I again. I really like that a lot. Oh, thanks, Molly. I like that a lot, actually. Well, I don't know if, I'm not sure if I like the way that I've read that, but. I liked it. I liked it. I loved it. It's been a, this has been a really fun thought. I don't think I've gotten to talk to you about it yet. About? Drawing out stories from people. Have you ever, um, um, have you ever listened to the podcast, um, Beautiful Anonymous? No, but my mailman just, I asked him what he was listening to, and that's what he said. Mm-hmm. That's, like, that's something that you, if you want to do something like that, then that's something you might want to listen to. Yeah. Because um, the guy, he just calls, so the, the, the podcast is called Beautiful Stories from Anonymous People. Mm-hmm. And so people can call in for one hour, and they can just talk about whatever they want to talk about. Yeah. And they're actually really good. Some of them are like really random and not really that I mean, whatever, it's, 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 it's whatever the person is listening, however they feel yeah, or whatever. But I was listening to one this morning and it was, um, this girl, um, or I should say a woman, she found out after 10 years of marriage that her, her husband was molesting children. Holy shit. I know. And they had a son together and I was just like, wow, that's. 
insane that I didn't even finish it. But I mean, there's <coughs> billions of people out there with yeah. stories like that. That's crazy. Mm. And I think that's a really good idea. Yeah. I think a lot of people don't even, nobody asks, yeah. you know? And so I, when I think about, when you said that, like that whole thing, I had to think about that. I was like, what if I did just, in, when I was in the airport, which is not very often, yeah. but what if I did, instead of plugging my earphones in and listening to music, if I was sitting next to somebody, that's like a perfect opportunity to, to make a new friend, yep. you know? <laughs> it's so cool. When you think about it, even if they're like 60 years old yeah. or whatever, I don't know, 30 years old, or I don't it's like the perfect, and you know, the older the better because then they have more stories. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Practice it. Mm-hmm. I. So or just I, like if you're just sitting, you know, at a bar, even yeah. whatever, just. Everybody that walks in here lately, I've been having the best week. Like, <laughs> because, and what's funny is I keep on thinking that I'm going to get burnt out. Yeah. From talking to people, but here's here's why I think you don't become burnt out. Because I think people get burnt out from over, over like overstimulating themselves mm-hmm. around around people, but that happens when the conversations are filled with bullshit. Mm-hmm. It's tiring to listen to, to wear a mask mm-hmm. and to and to listen to somebody else as they try to speak through their mask. I agree. And so, like. If you can, if you can figure out how to get past the bullshit, <laughs> then you're actually starting to talk about meaningful things. Exactly. And so, okay, so here's the key. The goal when you're interviewing somebody is to get them to talk in stories. Okay. That's how we communicate best. That's how I'm communicating right now. Yeah. I'm telling you a story. Yeah, that's very true. And if I start, and to quote, uh, Alex Bloomberg, if they start talking in dialogue, that's when you know they're onto something good. <laughs> that's cool. That is really cool, actually. So, but but here's what's been really fun for me is to, I wrote it in that thing is just just notice the peculiar or notice just whatever you know. Mm-hmm. Like I'm sure you could tell me the story behind your jacket, <laughs> right? I guess, I, I mean... What is the story behind you, Jack? Where'd you get it? <laughs> I got it at Goodwill. <laughs> why, but, do, why do you shop at Goodwill? Um, I actually haven't shopped at Goodwill in months, which is very strange for me, because I used to go there almost every week and shop. Yeah. Um, and this was actually my winter coat. I never had a winter coat all last year. This is the only thing I wore. Hmm. And it's... Um, I don't know, I guess I... I found it in the men's section that I just, I, I don't know, I, I, uh, I like green, so, I know, and, and, I don't know, maybe that's, yeah, I don't know, that's, that, I mean, that's all I would have to say about the coat, but, I see what you're saying, though, yes, like, just noticing whatever, yeah, and then those things roll off, and other things, you know, because a lot of the a lot of really good conversations that I've had, I actually had a conversation with a guy at Stacks. It was pretty slow, and he came in around like four thirty, and he was sitting alone, and he was like the only person I had. Um, and he was watching the game. 
Where was he? Yeah, he was watching the game, and I was just like, oh, do you like, you know, are you a sports guy? Do you like, do you watch a lot of football? And he's like, no, not really. And so, like, I was like, oh, yeah, me neither. And then so I, like, walked off a little bit, came back, and it was raining, so I was just like, are you a lover of the rain? And he was like, <laughs> and he was like, actually, yeah. And then he went on a whole spiel of, but I am not loving it right now because I was actually on my way to Yellowstone, and now I had to, like, I bought a hotel room here tonight because I didn't want to camp out in this, you know, all night. Yeah. And then he, and then I was like, "Oh, where are you from?" And he was like, "I'm from Long Island, New York." He was like mm-hmm. driving all the way to California. He was telling me about all these like festivals he went to in Chicago, and how he's gonna camp out in Yellowstone for a couple days, and then go through Washington and Oregon, and then going to see his cousin down in, I think it was, I think it was Los Angeles. But then he was going to come up through college. Like, he just was telling me all these things that he wanted to do. And he's a biker and he's a brewer, actually. Really? Yeah, it was, it was a really, really cool conversation. And it just started by me asking, do you like the rain? You know? Like, yep. I mean, that, yes, that is that does have to do with weather. And so yeah. maybe that was a great conversation starter. No, you, that... You know, like... Whatever it takes. Whatever, yeah. And I was just like, I'm so bored. And he looks really intriguing. So I was just like, I bet he, you know, exactly. Mm-hmm. But he has a story. Everybody loves telling stories. By the way, you're not doing half bad yourself. <laughs> Listen to you talking in dialogue. I didn't even know it. <laughs> that's, that's our natural, that's our go-to. That's, that's humans at our best. Mm-hmm. Where'd you get your watch? <laughs> I, don't want, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> this is, okay... Uh, and it's not, it's really not that funny and not Here very, sig- it's not significant at all. It's we'll not. see. We're about no, to find no, 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 no. It's really not. Okay. I just laugh because I'm almost embarrassed. Yeah. <laughs> because I, um, this year I wanted to get, uh, like a watch because I just wanted to stop looking at my phone so much. Um, and so the first place I went to look was like Walmart and I just like went to look at just like wristwatches, like really cheap ones, found one, just started wearing it. Um, eventually it broke, got a new one. <laughs> that one broke, got a new So I went through like five watches, like just okay. crappy watches, just, yeah. um, and this is, and so I, I, I mean, I, I went to Walmart and Target and just kind of all over the place, but this is like my sixth crappy watch <laughs> um but it, it looks nice yeah I, it does I, like, I like nobody, it. and it serves the purpose it you does were hoping for why is it that you didn't want to look at your phone because i find it to be an extremely massive waste of time to look at my phone see there's the story <laughs> that's that's <laughs> the little bit of wisdom <laughs> right there and i think from the point I was, let's just say, let's just bring it back to a year. The point I was last year, I think I've grown immensely from just, like, getting rid of... The reason I still keep my smartphone is because of... I, would probably not even, I wouldn't even say emails are that important. Um, but being able to, I guess, search anything that I want to... Mm-hmm. Like any, like it's just, it's easy. It's like a dictionary, you know, yeah. or like a thesaurus or whatever. Yep. Yeah. Um, and music. 
So those are the only two reasons I would keep my smartphone Mm -hmm. because I love listening to music, which is probably an idol and probably maybe I should think about, you know, not listening to it as much. Um, I don't know. I haven't really thought about it too much, but, um, so about this year, about this time last year, I probably had every social media. Yeah. You could, I mean, besides Twitter, which I think is kind of (laughs) dumb. I mean, I guess I just don't understand how, how it works. Okay. Um, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, all of it. Yeah. Had it. And it was like, you get on one, whichever one was the most important, you got on that first. You scroll through it until like, you're like, oh yeah, I've already seen all of this. And then you go to the next one and you scroll through it until you've already seen everything. And sometimes you just keep on scrolling because there's whatever. You just wanted to Mm -hmm. make yourself feel better. So you just kept on scrolling and then you'd go to the next one, and then, like I said, so the third one would probably be my Snapchat. Um, and you just click on everybody's stories, and it was just clicking and moving your fingers, and half the time you weren't even paying attention. And, yeah. and I always had something to, like, go on in the background, like some TV show was on, or, I don't know, I always had to put on music, and it was just my mind, oh my gosh, like, I just... Uh, and so I think the watch was one of the first steps into eliminating looking at my phone so much. Yeah. And now when I have it off, I almost feel naked without it. Like I cannot, like I've had days, <laughs> the, the, the days that it's broke on me and I yeah. have to get a new one. I, it, I, I have to go to the store like the next day yeah. because it drives me crazy not yeah. to have a watch on. How do you feel about yourself um, now that you've, you've been away from social media I find it I don't even know like it's so peaceful yeah and I don't miss it yeah I'm surprised how much I don't miss it especially Instagram Hmm. because that one was like that was yours that was my thing like I had Instagram for so long and that was one thing I never got rid of Mm -hmm. I always kept that one yeah and even when I did get get rid of the app, it was like maybe for a couple of days. Yeah. And then I'd get it back. But I've had it. It's been about, I want to say close to a month. And I know that's not very long. But I'm just so surprised how much I don't miss it. And the first couple, I know it sounds like I'm like addicted. And I probably am. Um, but it just sounds like I'm doing drugs or something. Because <laughs> the first couple of days after I got rid of it, I... I felt like I was going through a withdrawal. Like it was like, well, where is it? Like you would look at your phone and be like, oh yeah, I don't have anything to look at. Yeah. And so you just put it away and it's, um, it's nice. It gives me chance. It gives me more opportunities to read. Mm -hmm. Um, cause I always wanted to read more than I had. Yeah. And so that's really, I mean, you have no excuse, you know? And, and even when you do have social media, you don't have an excuse, but I don't know. It's there's, just amazing how much time it actually yeah, there's just, really it's does Yeah, it's so amazing consume. how much time. Yeah. And I knew this friend, and she had an app that would tell her how much time she oh. like, or how, like, how, the amount of time she looked at her phone. And it was incredible. Like, people, I was listening to that podcast. You remember Seth Hirschhorn? He, he said, mm-hmm. um, it was, the channel was called, like, The Art of Manliness. Yeah. And I actually subscribed to it. Um as interesting as that may sound. Um, <laughs> but I, I went and searched for that, how yeah. to live a miserable life. Yeah. 
And it was so interesting. And he compared, okay, so he compared someone who used, has a lot of screen time, and he compared it to a person who is a smoker. Um, so a smoker, and this is just time-wise, not like you'll die, yeah. but the, the average smoker will lose about seven years of their life contri- like to how many cigarettes they smoke and just how much time that takes. Okay. And the average person who's on their phone constantly will lose 20 years of their life. Mm. Wow. 20, and that just, I believe it. That just blew my mind. And I was like, that's like how old I am. That's like all of that gone. Yeah. It's crazy. And so, and, and it just, it, it, the guy, the psychologist was saying like, it seems, and it, the, the quote was just so perfect. He said, the, the things that make us, the things that fulfill us, um, oh God, what did he say? Um, what makes us happy and fulfilled in the short term will always make us miserable in the long term. Mm-hmm. So that even goes with eating healthy or, you know, exercising. What, what, what makes you happy in like the short term, like we'll see, it seems to make you miserable in the long term. So it's just, and we all know it. Like, that's yeah. the thing. We all know yeah. that once we eat, I don't know, a bucket of ice cream, we're always going to feel awful afterwards. Yeah. So why do we do it? I yeah. don't know. Yeah. You know, nobody, or even like scrolling through Instagram or Facebook, like we know after we're done, we're like, that was such a waste of time. Mm-hmm. So why do we do it? You know, like it just... It's like society has made us this way. And I hate to use that, like, (laughs) (laughs) conspiracy, whatever. But it's just like, it's like they want us to, like, be brainwashed and to not pay attention to anything that's actually going on. Yeah. I think it's human nature. And I think capitalism just... Capitalism thrives on giving people what they want. Mm -hmm. And we want to be... To get that little good feeling... You know, that yeah. we want that. We're always searching for that high. We want that bowl of ice cream. Yeah. Or whatever. That bowl of ice cream and 300 likes. Exactly. The th- oh my gosh, people do it. It's it's all about the image. And it's yeah. so deceiving. Oh, it sickens me. So, I don't know. I'm... Wi- I, <laughs> I could not want it. And, like, I don't... Like, I couldn't tell you. Yeah. How much I don't want it yeah. anymore. Like I just don't even care to. Like the thing, the thing that I probably miss out the most is like Facebook, where like, um, like people post like what's going on yeah. and like invite you to like parties or yeah, just that events that are going on. And so I think that's the most frustrating thing, where I'm like, oh dang, like I didn't even know that was going on. Mm-hmm. But that's almost kind of the beautiful thing. Like, you're like, oh, I don't even know what's going on. (laughs) Like, I don't know. Like, it's just, I, it's nice kind of not being in the know of everything sometimes. Yeah. Well, just make real friendships and and look for, you know, like Parker Brown played a show at the art house last night and there were posters. Exactly. Posters. Look for the physical, real thing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Or spread a word or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, oh, that's. I guess that's why I got this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm pointing to a uh, a little piece of paper that has. It's an advertisement for my Montana Gallery podcast. 
thing. This is a sweet photo of you, by the way. Thanks, Daniel. Daniel Lombardi. I mean, I really miss that mustache. (laughs) 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 You look, you look like a, like a gangster or something. Something really cool. I mean, not that you don't know. (laughs) 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 Um, I don't know. I guess on Instagram, I myself really like the media, the medium of photography. Mm -hmm. Um, and not that it was great, but it was like something I could like. It was some a place where I could express myself and actually yeah. show what I like to f- photograph. Um, yeah. But then again, a lot of it's just selfies, and mm-hmm. not not a lot of people use it for art. Man, so. can I encourage you to write? Write. Yeah. What do you mean? Because I mean, you. I I didn't realize I was recording this until a little bit ago, <laughs> and my my phone. And then I realized that my phone was because I turned off the I turned off the mic with my computer, yeah. but I also was recording on my phone. And I've really loved what we've been talking about, mm-hmm. so I might share this. Okay. But I really would like to encourage you to write because that's a way that you can express yourself, and it will it would go hand in hand so well with reading. And just in order to write, you have to you have to pull your head out of things like social media or out of the you have to pull your head out of the bowl of ice cream. Yeah. In order to look around and look up and notice mm-hmm. what's happening in this world. That's very interesting. Point. And so if if you're writing, you're you're going to start noticing things more and more. I and, used, yeah. And like, like what I was sharing in this, like, we need your story, Molly. The world, the world is craving. Or some, not even the world, but just, maybe just somebody out there yep. needs your story. I needed your story. This was great. <laughs> we haven't, we haven't hung out in like two weeks. I know. And it's great to just. It is. It's great hear to you talk and hear you <laughs> excited my, about things. In my, um. In your. Frog voice. Your froggy, your froggy voice. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I used to journal a lot and then I just stopped for some reason. And actually as a kid, I always wanted to be a writer. Yeah. And I actually wrote, well, I started a chapter book when I was in the fourth grade. I doubt, I, I know it's not anywhere. Um, what, wait, what do you mean? I started, you started re- writing the chapter? I started a chapter. A chapter yeah. Really? But then I realized you needed like more than one page for a chapter book. And so maybe it would have maybe, worked as a children's not. book. Who told um, you that? Well, it, it's just like you, you look at a book and there's, and yes, there's sometimes short chapter books. Mm-hmm. But like mine were like three paragraphs. I like couldn't branch off of that. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, um, and it might be offensive a little bit because it was going off of like a a really big event in that time of do you remember um, the big tsunami in Indonesia mm-hmm. that was like way back when I was in the fourth grade and maybe yeah. there was a bunch of them since then but that was I, I just remember that being on the TV all the time yeah and then I was just I just had this my brain like just hit and I was like oh my gosh I'm gonna write a book about Something like that. And then, um, but I made it like kid friendly. And so I made this country and it was called 
Indonesia. Like Indus- <laughs> <laughs> Granted, I was a fourth grader. Okay. 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 I loved it. <laughs> and instead of it being a tsunami, I called the, the attack was the Great Salami. And so I even drew out a picture of this like it was like a it was like a it was like a piece of like salami like if it would go on like a like a, a sandwich or something, and it was like folded over and it had like big teeth like it was like a pumpkin kind of. Like, you know, like the yeah. pumpkin, like, yeah. jack-o'-lantern kind of smile. I mean, oh, God, I can, I can just picture it in my head. Oh, it was so fun to draw. And anyway, so I just, I wrote, and that was, like, the, the plot or whatever. And I didn't get, does, I, I couldn't tell you anything about it anymore. Okay. Does the like, salami, does, does, it, does it eat the people or what is it? Yeah. What's the Yeah, it was con- like giant salami. What's the conflict in it? It was, like, giant salami and it was going to attack the country of okay. Indonesia for some reason was there a resolution no i don't remember hmm. i don't i wish i could remember maybe i could write a book again yeah that'd be fun <laughs> to figure out like I think how, writing you, how books? would you deal with this giant piece of salami that's eating everyone like who would eat be the, the hero salami. eat the salami eat it back eat the salami. you have to eat your way out exactly eat it from the inside out of the salami that'd be crazy yeah salami's good yeah Maybe just get some cheese. And there's a little boy who figures this out. Yeah. And what's his could, name? Um, Oliver. I don't know. <laughs> He's a hungry boy. Hungry, hungry Oliver. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, and actually, I remember writing another book, too. Uh, and this one I actually finished. It was a children's book, though. This was not a chapter book. Do you remember... I was obsessed with the author. I don't even remember the author's name right now. I think it was Ian something. Um, but do you remember like the the pig Olivia, like the books? I don't know if you've ever mm-hmm. read them. So there, she he made like a couple. I'm sure there's a bunch now. But I loved the name Olivia at the time, and my mom found this book, and it was it was called Olivia, and it was about this pig, and it was just like the life of Olivia. Okay. And I read like three or four books. And I was like, Mom, I'm going to write a book about Olivia, and then I'm going to send it to the author and see what he does with it. Oh, yeah. And so I got my friend Emily to be the illustrator. Whoa. Yeah. We, we made the book. It was great. It was about her. And it was so stupid. It was about her having a lemonade stand. And I can't remember what the problem was, because I know there, I know every story has to have, like, you know, an issue, and then someone resolves the issue, and then they're the hero, and then... The story ends, but yeah, I mean, I finished it, stapled the binding, colored it, wrote it. It was beautiful. Yeah. I don't think my mom ever sent it to him, though. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. That's my uh, history in writing. But maybe I'll pick up the pen again. I don't know. That'd be a good resolution to the problem of all of us. Yeah. Of all of us... uh, not not getting to know each other anymore. Not flexing that muscle of sharing Nobody stories. Knows. And listening to stories. Yeah. And a lot of pe- the hard part is a lot of people don't like to open up. Yeah. Or share about their past. But I don't know. It's not impossible, that's for sure. <laughs> I have to go to a work meeting. This has been wonderful. This has been wonderful. I agree. (laughs)
my espresso is done. Thanks for thanks for sitting here and listening to my stuff um, and sharing with me your stories. What, it was a pleasure. Would it be okay if I end up doing something with everything that you just said? Yeah, absolutely. Cool. It's totally fine. I don't know if I will. That's okay. I mean, maybe five years down the road. Whenever you want to use it, or if you want to just scrap it, delete it, down with that too. All right. It was really great to hang out.